Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. Our podcast sponsor is Thrasher Coffee. Shop at thrashercoffee.com for delicious, small-batch, roasted-to-order coffees. This is episode 31. I am Joe Darnell, and joining me today is our one and only Mr. Eric Rauch. Morning, Joe. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing very fancy, sir. I'm feeling fussy today about my coffee. Fancy and fussy. I'm going to take it black, I think. That's that's the way I roll with my fussiness. Yeah, that doesn't sound very fussy. That sounds actually pretty pretty easy going. No, it does actually sound uh, pretty fussy depending on who you ask because, you know, I know where my beans came from. I know how fresh they are. <laughs> I knew the water temperature of my gooseneck kettles, machine base, the Bonavita 1.7 liter. Come on, isn't that fussy? I got a lot of investment in this brew. Yeah, well, when you when you add all those extra details, it sounds fussy. But when you just say... I'll have my coffee black. It just sounds like, well, I'll just have coffee. Yeah, it, it does. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound, because there's, there's absolutely no difficulty put on the person that's serving you the coffee. Like, uh, oh, I just need to put this into a cup? Oh, all right. That's, no, it doesn't. I can yeah. do that. See, if I went to QT and I was getting a coffee, I don't think I would take it black because I'm not especially fond of what you would get from the gas station if it were black. Now, Indeed. some people I know, some some very dear loved ones, God bless them, They've told me that they like their coffee black, even at the gas station. It saddens me. It, <laughs> it, it, it wounds me, my friend, because I'm, I'm thinking, why would, why would you do that to yourself? For me, it's all about expectation level. Simplicity. And a lot of people want that expectation of simplicity. Yeah. Consistent when, experience. When I, go to, when I go to Quick Trip or Racetrack or, or um, there's a chain of convenience stores, as, as you get into Virginia and go up through Pennsylvania, they're all over the, I guess, the Northeast. They're called Sheets. They're sort of similar to Quick Trip, but they're- The they gas stations are called Sheets? Sheets, yeah. Why? How's that spelled? S-H-E-E-T-Z. It's the last name of whoever started it. Or I grew up in Pennsylvania, so I think it's a, I think it's kind of a regional name. But anyway, Sheets has totally mastered the convenience store experience. Really? I mean, it's, yeah, it's amazing. They, they have a deli in there that you go into these computer terminals and you, and you type in the, the, the breakfast sandwich you want, what kind of meat, how, and, and it's- it's it's ready in a couple minutes that they really? make it fresh for you. They have, they have ones sitting there that are already made. Like I've never been to a kiosk like their standard like that. ones, but yeah, yeah, it's all the rows of snacks and and drinks and everything. it's just <laughs> it's just laid out really really well. It's um, their gas island outside is very efficient. There's lots of places to to fuel. It, they've just they've really thought and and they're often sitting right off the interstate. So when 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 we're driving up in that area, if I need gas, I'll usually almost always go to a sheets just because I know it's going to be I'm going to get the experience that I'm, that I'm expecting. Yeah. It's a very satisfying experience. It seems like you enjoy that kind of reliability. Yeah. And I think it's the same way with, with, with coffee. When you go into a gas station and get coffee, you have a certain level of expectation. You're not expecting it to be specialty coffee level coffee, but yet you don't expect it to be burnt. You don't expect it to be, um, you know, have, have been sitting there and, and stewing for hours. Um, you know, you you know, you just, you just have a certain level of expectation. And if, if that expectation is met, then, you know, for that experience, that's a good cup of coffee. It may not be the best that you've ever had, but it's mm. but it but it met your expectations. Now, do you think that anybody experiences peer pressure in the gas station at the ca- at the coffee counter? Uh, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. think so. 
That sounds like a question that's leading somewhere, Joe. Yes, just maybe. <laughs> Not the best of segues. But there, there is another kind of coffee out there. You can go to a coffee house and you can get anything you want. You can get it black. You can get it with cream. You can get the latte with extra whatever whip. And you can get, you know, three packets of raw cane sugar. Or stevia. Dude. Or sweet stevia. and low. Or equal. It goes on and on and on. It does. It really does. Everything you want from most coffee houses now. But there is an interesting little report that we wanted to talk about. There was um, this piece by Anusia Victor on IOL's lifestyle website, where they reported some stats from Reuters. They they did some metrics with the peoples. Uh, supposedly, many many a person out there who enjoys coffee on a regular basis at a coffee house they they, they polled a thousand people. And here are some interesting statistics. They said that this goes somewhere. That this is relevant. How I don't do they, think it, they, how do they the define line. coffee house? What, what is it? Does that mean Starbucks or, or yeah, what? It means like you went to an establishment that specializes in coffee and you could get anything from the cappuccino to the white chocolate mocha. Did they go to places other than just Starbucks? Or they did not it? report on what coffee houses they have. Okay. Reuters doesn't usually cover that kind of ground. They just want to tell you and you know, tell you what the people are doing. And they don't r- reveal all their secrets. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So, so one of their secrets were, you know, what coffee houses are we, we pulling people from? Okay. But it was a report. It's some very interesting statistics here. We have number one, 80% don't order what they would like to because they're very self-conscious at the counter. 80%. 80%. Because, because you think about it. That's almost a majority. Yeah. Like that means there was only 20% who are not self-conscious. <laughs> So what we're saying here is you're thinking 20% about- 20% actually get what they want. <laughs> exactly. That's sad. Okay. So here's the idea. There's a line forming behind you of other people you don't know. And maybe you have a companion with you, someone else from the office, and you're getting coffee to go. And you, you're thinking to yourself, like, what is this person going to think of, of me? What is the cashier going to think of me if I order exactly what I want? Well, I'll with- tell you what. I am almost always behind the 20% then. <laughs> it's it's amazing because I'm I'm always behind the person that doesn't that doesn't care that there's a big line behind you. They're going to order what they want. Maybe it's because here in the South, people just don't care what you <laughs> I think. Don't I don't know. I just I find that statistic to be absolutely amazing. I mean, I'm I'm almost never in the in the in the twenty percent, except when I'm behind somebody who is. Uh, okay, well, theory. If they're asking for something like a non-fat latte with a you know drizzle of caramel on top, you know, an extra pump of the caramel syrup, then Maybe they they actually didn't order what they wanted. That was the tame version. Like they already were uh, lessening the additives they had in mind. Oh, so simplifying the order. It's still fussy, but it's not as fussy as they as could it could have, have been. It. I yeah. got you. All right. So also they say that fifty two percent would judge others for their fussy coffee beverages. You know, so you got the people around you and they're ordering and they listen to you. Fifty two percent of them confessed they would they would judge you. For if if you made the order that you really wanted, that uh, wow, I that that just okay. Then we have forty one percent would not order fussy coffee with their friends or with their coworkers if their friend ordered something simpler. So like you know they ordered a double shot of espresso, they wouldn't even order something as complicated mm. as a cappuccino because a cappuccino would sound too over the top for the occasion. You know, I really want that cappuccino, but my friend just got a black coffee. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. That's very interesting. I mean, I mean, you, you're in a place that gives you options, like, like thousands of customizable options with, with the syrup, the type of milk, the, 
the, uh, the they specialize in fancy beverages. Right. You get you can get what you want. I mean, that's that's what much they, easier than you can at home. But like, yet, why is that? Why, why did you go there in the first place if you're not going to order what you want? Right. And right. is anyone going to know who you are or care about who you are the moment you walk out of the door with that specialty drink? I would include myself in the, in in this category. Is that when, when you're self conscious about something, you're not thinking about it long term. You're thinking mm. about it strictly in the moment. You're not thinking of well, it's you know in what? The truest sense, I'm going to get what in, I want because I'm going to walk out of here and nobody's ever going to see me again. You, right? You don't think that way. In the truest sense, you're very much alive in the present. Right. You have no concept of the future. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then double the number of men than women think that cappuccino is an old-fashioned drink. And I, I was thinking about this. What? 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 And what they're saying is it's it's outdated, that it's not trendy anymore. It's on the menu, but who would get a cappuccino? Because yeah, no, no, that's what Aunt Methuselah huh. you know, would order. Yeah. <laughs> so they wouldn't order it because it's just too much. So you know, maybe they're the people who just want their coffee black or get some cream and basic sugar. Which black coffee is an, an even more old-fashioned drink. Isn't it, though? <laughs> you know, I, I thought to myself as I was reading this article, if you're really concerned about whether or not a drink is trending, yeah. then uh, think about what happened in uh, Mad Men, the television Mad Men. Don Draper drinks mostly old fashions. Yeah. And that is old, as old fashioned as it gets. And guess what? More and more people today are ordering old fashions yeah. because they watched Mad Men, thought it was cool. But what's interesting is it's all because that's what Don Draper ordered. It's not because you actually like the drink necessarily. Maybe you grew to like it after giving it a try because Don did. Yeah. But that was something that was popular in the 60s. It's something that Don was drinking because it was a man's drink in the 60s. I don't know the history of the old fashioned, but it was hearkening back to something even before it, right? Okay, I know a little bit about the old fashioned. It okay. was actually like the original cocktail. It was when it was hard to get good ingredients to make a good tasting whiskey or, you know. Yeah, it's whiskey. a way to cover up it cheap was. bourbon. It was. So the people who originally came up with the recipe for the old fashioned did it to to mask bad flavors. And then over time, it, it, it took off. It became But they would have renowned. been doing that before. Like when Don in this in the 60s and, and early 70s, when he's ordering an old fashioned, it it's called an old fashioned then, which which means that it was around before then, right? Because mm-hmm. because it, it's 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 it was developed more than fifty like, years like before back in the flapper the days and 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 the 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 uh, you know Jay Gatsby days and it was it, well predating that it was before the turn of the century I think oh really yeah it was back when it was really hard to come by so it some truly good was old fashioned it, yes. it's just been a drink that's been around for a long it time. it predated all the other cocktails it was the original thing that inspired other cocktail drinks interesting yeah and 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 here. That's a that's a bad thing, yeah. Because because a cappuccino is old fashioned, right? So if Don Draper was ordering a cappuccino, you bet it, it would be more popular, <laughs> and it would double the men would love it over women. You know that that's the way that this would roll. That's crazy. We also have here that fifty two percent would be embarrassed to add all the sweeteners and other additives that they like into their orders in front of other people. So you just get, you know, you're over there by the the condiments table and, you know, you're getting your packets of raw sugar and you got the nutmeg and you got the vanilla and chocolate powders and on and on it goes. You got the the nonfat blah, blah, blah. And you just don't, you don't use half of it because yeah. you don't want to look fussy. This is, this is something that, that, that's, that's really current to me now because we're working on a cold brew and we're trying to find the right, the right amount of sweetness to put. So we're, we're making one. That, just that, so everybody knows, what Eric's saying is they're actually working on a cold brew coffee for Thrasher that you're bottling. That we're bottling, And, and right. I've sampled some, and I've liked, I've liked all the cold brew you're making. Some that was sweetened and some that wasn't. Mm-hmm. 
um, maybe a seasonal one that, that, that we'll offer. We want to have two main ones, which is, you know, one is just a, a regular cold brew coffee, like your your black coffee with nothing in it. And then the other one's going to be sweetened, um, which may or may not have, have a, little, a little bit of milk in it. But I, I am amazed when, when we go out and we do events, I think it's super sweet. I think it's got way too much sugar in it. And people say, this could really use more sugar. Really? See, we are in the heart of Georgia. A lot of people are used to their their soft drinks and their uh, old-fashioned yeah. uh, cold iced sweet teas. Yeah, it's unbelievable to me how, how sweet. What I'm kind of hitting at here is that a 52% are embarrassed uh, of the amount of sweeteners that they would want to put in it, and then they hold back because they think people are watching them. I would say that's a, that's a little bit of a level of guilt in your own mind, knowing that you, you you're putting too much sugar. You're, you're making it hot chocolate when it when when, <laughs> when it's not. It's, it's coffee. Yeah, that's a thing too. That's a poor man's cappuccino is to put hot chocolate powder in your coffee. Yeah, there's a lot that you can get called a mocha that that that's that basically that. they put Hershey syrup in or, or whatever syrup in. And I like those every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while. <laughs> um, if I was drinking one of those every day. I'm sure my low blood sugar would be spiking. Um, there's so much sweetness in it. I drink a lot of water throughout the day, so I don't I don't like a high no me neither a high level of sweet. But I seem to be in the minority. You know, here's 53 percent uh, or 52 percent. More than half the population is saying that they would put more sweeteners in if they didn't think right. people were were judging them for it. So, well, do they like the drink that they wind up drinking? That they wind up drinking. You, you paid a lot of money for it. You spent time in a line, then at, at the counter or in the drive-through, you placed an order for an, a relatively expensive coffee beverage, even if it were black. You paid more for it than you could have paid at home for the same thing, and then you didn't even get what you wanted. Right? Why? Why would you do that to yourself? Why? Well, I, I understand that argument, but but I'm, what I'm trying to say is that of all these other things, maybe this is a good thing because it, it might be self-consciously making people put a little bit less sweeteners in their drinks because as a, as a country, is, America is, is a, addicted to sugar. That is a positive trait of this, this peer pressure. And we make it worse by, by dumping all these, well, you know, sugar's bad for you. So they say, so I'm, so I'm going to put 13 packets of sweet and low in there. Oh, you know, you know, that's yeah. even worse. And, and the new one trending is stevia. Yeah. And, yeah. And sure. Yeah. It's better for you. you it, it's based on the molecular structure, but still uh, too much sweet stuff in your diet is generally speaking, just not good. And a lot of people would overindulge. Yeah. And it's, and it's acquired flavor. So if you, if you keep adding more and more sugar to get a a particular level of sweetness, well, you're going to want to, you're going to eventually stair step up from that. That, that becomes, it's not enough. becomes the new normal. And yeah, I can't taste the sugar in this anymore. You put four packets in it. How can you not? Yeah, I have to agree. And I hadn't thought about it from that angle. See, I I am such a, a coffee enthusiast that I take joy in people just getting the beverage that they want. Oh, absolutely. It didn't and, and occur I'm, to me I'm all that, in favor of that. Yeah, it wouldn't occur to me that somebody would actually think to put in four packets of sugar, like that somebody would actually want that. But oh, there are people who will. I don't know if shocked is 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 the right word, but I'm just I'm just amazed at how sweet people expect. I mean, we we put a cup of mm, sugar yeah. into a gallon, into a gallon of coffee, and it's probably not even a gallon. It, it's it, it might might be like 110 ounces. It's a little it's a little bit less than a gallon. And to me, it's it's over-the-top sweet. This reminds me of when I was working at Chick-fil-A in high school that we would prepare the fresh lemonade. And what most people don't really think about is that it's fresh lemonade. I mean, it's not something from the dispenser with the other soft drinks, like a Minute Maid artificially mm-hmm. you know, enhanced yeah, you know, with natural flavors. It's in lemonade. its own container. And- no, yeah. They're making gallons and gallons and gallons of this lemonade every day. 
And it's a very popular beverage. So the thing about it is I made it a lot and I saw how many lemons we were using. It blew my mind, just all the ingredients. We had tons of water. We had tons, boxes and boxes of fresh lemons. And we had large sacks of sugar. Mm. And it always blew my mind how much sugar we actually were putting into this stuff. And I, 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 the ratios didn't add up in my head, but then out comes the drink and everybody tastes it and says, yeah, that's about right. And if anything, it doesn't have enough sugar. We got that a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can see that, that. That's why I like Chick-fil-A's lemonade because it, it isn't, it isn't dripping, drippingly sweet. If anything, um, if you balanced. want a sweeter drink, I know what a lot of people will do is they'll make an Arnold Palmer. Pal I cannot say that name. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Yeah. yeah. And you'll, what you'll do is you'll just have half of a uh, sweet tea and half lemonade at right. Chick-fil-A. And it's a hint of sweetness more than just having the lemonade. Right. So, yeah, you're right. It is, it is definitely a big concern. And, and amazement is, is an understatement when people go to make their coffee orders. I know people who will consistently always get the caramel macchiato at Starbucks. And it just seems a bit much to me. Like you'd get that at any time of day. Is It's like having cheesecake at any time of day for any occasion mm -hmm. in the middle of the workday. Who cares? Forget about what's your, your, your diet plan. You know, forget about eating healthy and right. Yeah. You had the salad for lunch. Yeah. But you know, you undid the salad for lunch with everything that you drink. You just zap that right away. So uh, taking a step back here to the original question posed by the article, have you experienced any sort of shame at a coffee house uh, or in a line or with peers when placing your coffee orders? Like, is that, has that been a concern for you? Cause this is affecting a lot of people and how, how do you personally handle it? Pro yeah, probably. I, 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 if it didn't affect me, I can certainly understand what, what people are saying. Typically when I go into a coffee house, I don't, I don't order anything, anything specialty anymore. I just, I just get, you know, what's your house coffee? Yeah, let me get a medium of that or a small. It is really simple. You'd feel like you're not an intrusion to anyone when you make that kind of order. I, I noticed that when yeah. I go to Starbucks, if I have a reason to, maybe it's because I want to work remotely. And if I make an order, I'll usually be fussy over at the condiment station. I won't at the counter because I just want to save some time. Yeah, I used to when I was heavy into lattes. I mean, this is, man, this is probably 15 years ago. Um, I was very specific in, in what I wanted. I would tell them I want the milk 170 degrees. Um, you know, I want one squirt of your hazelnut because I, I wanted I wanted the hint of hazelnut in it. But the, if if they ever put one full squirt of that, it's overly sweet that and it's too all sweet. hazelnut. It's a hazelnut beverage. Yeah, yeah. So I was probably one of those people that that everybody was rolling their eyes at. But I'm paying four bucks for this thing. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get what I want. But I still I still do understand that that I was probably coming off as a bit of a. A pompous a ass. Yeah. I mean, why? Well, why do you have to do that? Just, just get a latte, man. What's your problem? Well, they've got the syrup there. They've got the, they've got the espresso machine. They can steam my milk to whatever temperature I want it to. And that's, and that's what mm. I want. So why not? Yeah. So again, I'm not, I don't do that anymore because I, I typically just, just get, you know, what's your, what's your regular drip coffee and I'll, and I'll typically get that. But, uh, I can understand that uh, these, these numbers are surprising to me. Cause like I said, I mean, I, I must always be behind 20%. Who, who aren't self-conscious because it's just, it's just amazing to me. I think, I think maybe these numbers are, are a little bit loaded. I would like to see how they ask these questions. Oh yeah. Because if yeah, it could if be a matter a of, of peer pressure, even in the results that people were giving their answers a certain way because they wanted to be perceived a certain way under the pressure of just the, the questionnaire. Yeah. Like if there's a line of people behind you, that changes a lot. 
even even when you're at the when you're at the grocery store. I mean, you make you make circumstantial decisions on, in a in a split second. You see that there's a lot of people behind you. So, well, would you have ordered something different if all those people weren't behind you? If somebody asks that question, you start thinking about it. Well, yeah, probably. I I guess I, I guess I would have done something different. So yeah, maybe I am one of those <laughs> those self conscious people when when they're really not. But maybe maybe mm. when when the question is asked and and put to them in that way and they never thought about it before, right? They they might consider themselves part of that 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 group when they're they're really not. Mm. Well, we'll take a moment to thank our sponsor, which is Thrasher Coffee. You know, uh, anyone could sponsor the show, but Thrasher Coffee supports us wholeheartedly. And I've been appreciating that from episode one to the present. It's been really awesome. I really appreciate those guys. Where Eric works, he's a full-time roaster. And I just want to say that Thrasher specializes in freshly roasted whole bean coffees that are made to order and delivered straight to your doorstep. They don't have coffee houses. You don't have to worry about the peer pressure. There's nothing, there's no bad news that's going to happen in line. You don't have to worry about what they're going to do. They're just delivering you the freshest beans to your doorstep. Thrasher Coffee is my go-to source because no one knows better coffee than they do. And if all you need is a steady source of ever delicious roasts, they will set you up. Thrasher always treats you like the beautiful coffee lover that you are. And Top Brew's listeners get 10% off of their purchase with the coupon code TOPBREW at checkout. So my thanks again to Thrasher Coffee for supporting Top Brew, which is our podcast and website. Go to thrashercoffee.com to place your order and sign up for a subscription if you want to save big on fresh beans. Okay, so I I want to say that I mm, I don't want to be influenced by the peer pressure when I'm in a coffee house. I just want to be polite. I, I want to show some general consideration for others. Yeah. So for me, it's not about peer pressure in a negative sense, like, uh, you know, are you afraid of man? You know, are you really worried about what other people think of you? It's not about that. For me, I'd rather just be polite and I would know what I want to order when I approach the counter, try to say it as clearly and as concisely as I can say it to the barista so we get it right the first time. And I'll wait patiently over by the counter where they're going to drop it off when they call my name. You know, I'm not going to say my name is Joseph. I'm going to say my name is Joe Mm -hmm. because I want to make it as easy as possible for the baristas to get it right. And when I get it, if I feel inclined to add something like some half and half, it's usually because I got it black and I, so yes, I'll ask for room for cream, but I just, if I'm in the mood for something fancy, I will tell them I want a white chocolate mocha with half a shot of, or half a pump of your raspberry, because like you, I found it to just be too sweet when they'd give me all of the syrup that call, that's called for. Yeah. Any situation calls for split second decision-making when, when you're the only, only one at the counter, to make it maybe just a little bit less awkward, you'll maybe chat up the person taking your order. Yeah, you'll talk to them. You'll 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 say things that that aren't about coffee. You know, you'll just you'll just talk to them. You wouldn't do that if there's if there's ten people behind you waiting waiting to get their own drink. <laughs> you know, it's it's just a common courtesy. So there's a situational ethic there, so to speak, that's going to change regarding on depending on how many people are behind you. Um, some some people don't seem to have that. They just they'll 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 chat the person up even if there is. Ten people behind them waiting in line. It 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 like it doesn't make it doesn't change their behavior one bit no, at all. Right. Um. But I you know I, th- I think most people are are at least cognizant enough that there's people behind them and and they don't they don't want to be that guy that's that that's holding up the line. I'm kind of worried that these are the same people that get on Amazon and rate Batman: The Dark Knight 
one star because they don't really like to watch movies. So they're going to rate it poorly. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, like, are you cognizant enough to figure out what you really like and express it without, you know, coming off ridiculous? Like, are you making yeah. any sense? One star. This thing took three days to ship to my house. Yeah. You, but that has, that's not the product's fault. Right. So I'm imagining the people in line at Starbucks, they get to the counter, they make an order, and then they don't even like it. And they kind of wanted the barista to read their minds and get the order right. out that they wanted. And so they walk out of there and they say, oh, Starbucks is never good. Their coffee is always taste burnt, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Well, then why did you go and torture yourself in the first place? And why did you right. feel the need to compound the problem by not ordering something that you like? Right. Why wouldn't you order something that you do like? Hey, do you like bottled water? Go to Starbucks and order the bottled water. I guarantee you, you're going to get a better result. You're going to be a happier camper, you know, with, with your results. So last point to be made here from the article, and that I, I just don't know how to take this, Eric, because it's, it sounds um, almost depressing the longer I think about it. The studies revealed that one in six people, that's about 16% of them, 16% of a thousand people they polled, consider themselves to be coffee experts. And that's rising to 29% for people between the ages of 25 and 34 years of age. People think that they're coffee experts. Now, is that conceivable? Do you think that that sounds about right to you? Is it, is it feasible that there's that many people who know what their combinations are in the recipes? You know, do you know the difference between a macchiato and a latte? There's not a big difference, people, just so you know. You're asking me if, if, that, if that number is... Does that sound right? That there's 16% oh, of the population right. are experts? Well, no. That they consider themselves to be experts, absolutely. Yeah. I would say that's, that number would actually be kind of low, I would think. This just says, you know, the 16th or one in six people consider themselves to be... And, and why they consider themselves to be experts? Well, because they've, they've been to Starbucks, you know, five, t- five times a week over the past three years. So they know their coffee. Well, no, actually, you yeah. don't. They face to no surprises. You know Starbucks menu. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's about all you know. Um, so that, that that doesn't qualify as being an expert. Now, maybe it qualifies as being a Starbucks expert, but but not a coffee expert. See, now, I feel like I'm very comfortable with craft coffee at home, but even I would say the more I know, the more I realize how little I actually know. I mean, there's yeah. still so much more to learn. It's easy to get confused in the mire and uh, come away with the wrong information and express things, you know, here, our opinions on the show. I'm always trying to give people an accurate take that they can, they can understand and um, that, so that we are on the same page. But then I realize what I might call a smoky flavor m- may not be a smoky flavor to someone else. So how do I express that better? And then I realize, well, a coffee expert should probably be able to express that better. Yeah. Now, when people hear that I'm a roaster, they'll, they'll, they'll typically grill me on. So when you go into a, into a coffee shop or into a Starbucks, how do you order your coffee? Really? Yeah. Because they, they, they think that, that because, because I'm in, in the coffee industry, that, that I'm, that I'm a coffee drink expert and I'm as mystified by, by coffee shop menus as anyone else. You know, that's why I typically go in and just order a drip coffee. A, I'm tasting the coffee, not not milk, not the uh, not the additives, not all the other stuff that's in it. I'm just tasting the coffee and 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 the water that they use. Um, you know, ninety eight percent of 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 coffee is water. If you're starting with a bad product, and then you start adding all these other things onto it, that's going to help mask the flavor of the coffee. Um, I, I want to know what the coffee tastes like, and that's and that's my field of of expertise: the roasting of the beans. Uh, the the cupping of of the roasted beans. What do the beans themselves have to offer? Now, when you go into a coffee shop menu and you see all these other options about 
ways to to serve these these roasted beans and water and milk and sugar and hazelnut syrup and and almond butter and and uh, just, just like like the list goes on. I'm not I'm not a barista. I, I don't I don't have any real experience in that area. But what I do have experience with is the core product, the coffee bean itself. I want to give them the best possible product that if they want to water it down, they want to add milk, they want to do all these other things to it. Well, that's they're going to do that anyway because they're serving a clientele that wants that. Right. So I'm I'm just trying to give them the best product that I feel that that should be their baseline, and then and then they go from there. Then that expert takes over, and he does he or she does what they do with the espresso machine with you know, with the, with the steaming wand and everything else. Mm. I didn't know what to make of this topic at first, but I knew we would have to cover the topic. Eventually we need, we haven't talked a lot about coffee house culture. So I'm glad that we found this article when we did. Yeah. Ultimately order what you want. Just do it. I think this might be indicative of life in general, because how often have you been at a, at a restaurant with, with somebody that maybe you haven't eaten with very often and they go into extreme detail. You're, <laughs> you ever see when, 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 when Harry met Sally? Yes. When she, yeah. everything's on the side. She wants, she wants what she wants. She wants it to order this way. I want this on the side. I want, I want, I want these mixed together, but not grilled. You know, I want them, I want them sauteed. I want them. And, and so she orders what she wants. And I think most of us don't do that. Not necessarily because of, of peer pressure, just because we don't want to be, we don't want to draw attention to ourselves because we're the picky person we end up getting what the chef wants to give you rather than what we want. I don't know that this is necessarily if these numbers stop just with the coffee culture. Mm. I think it, I think it's probably any, any type of food or um, human nature. Yeah. Well, or 20% just don't care and they order what they want. Now, does that, does that cause the rest of us to roll our eyes? Yeah, probably. But in the end, who's happier? The person who orders what they want, you know, they end up getting what they want and, and the rest of us are just like, Oh yeah, here we go. You know, Mr. Snob ordering what he wants, but he he walks away happy and you walk away with, well, uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like that guy. So I'm going to uh, just, just give me, give me, give me whatever you want, you know, whatever's easiest for you. There's something to be said about both sides. I think, you know, we, as a, as a culture end up 80% of the time, not getting what we want because we're a little bit timid and we're, and we're afraid what other people think of us. Maybe one out of five times that you, that you go and you order something, don't be pressured by everybody else. Just get what you want. It doesn't doesn't matter if it takes three or four minutes to to lay down your 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 order to the barista. Just get it. Yeah, yeah. You you said it, Eric. You're the customer. You're you're the one forking over the money. So so do it. So all you fussy coffee drinkers, you have Eric's full endorsement. Order whatever the heck you like. At Every the so often, not all the time. And don't don't just, tell them that Eric said so. Just be a twenty percent or twenty percent of the time. You coffee expert out there. <laughs> yeah. I hope you've enjoyed episode 31 of Top Brew. If you want to keep in touch, our handle is at Top Brew FM on Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Top Brew FM. And you can listen to the show and find lots more on our website, topbrew.fm. And we would love if we could hear from you and your thoughts with a star rating or review of the podcast on iTunes. Ratings really help other people discover the show, and so your feedback is always welcome. And I want to remind you that our sponsor is Thrasher Coffee, so check them out. Use the coupon code TOPBREW to get 10% off of your first order and keep Top Brew going. I'm Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening.